0: This is the Radio Bible Class and I'm your host, Tim Carter. We welcome you to our Bible study as the Radio Bible Class streams across the nation and around the world. We bring to you a message how Christ ministers to his disciples after the resurrection. We greet you on the internet and radio with a message that Jesus is alive today. Now today we have a special treat. My brother, Nate Carter, senior pastor of Frontline Christian Center, is going to remind us who we are in Christ and how we fight our battles. So to give him all the time, now from Boca Raton, Florida, and Frontline Christian Center, my brother, Nate Carter. The word says, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. And that's how we fight our battles. Yeah. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles What we're doing tonight This is how I fight my battles Just when you think you're lost It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you Hey! seem like we're surrounded but listen to me we're surrounded by him when you're in the hand of god there's nothing that can touch you you are in the hand of the living god they feel like in the circumstances that boy there's no way out this you know that's the problem with i think with many christians is they don't know who they are in christ they don't know how big God is and how God can work in their lives. They listen to little mealy peely people who downgrade who God is and try to downgrade what God can do in your life. I want you to hear me. You know, a while back, I was driving for Dr. Aker and a guy got in and he'd been in and the nurses told him that I was a pastor. He said, You're a pastor. I said, Yes. He said, Well, I want you to know I don't believe in the Bible. I said, Why? Why don't you believe in the Bible? He said, Well, because of all the inconsistencies. I said, Like what? He said, Well, you know, it's scientifically impossible for a man to live inside a well for three days. I said, Well, I agree. He looked at me, what? You agree? I said, Yes, I agree. It's scientifically impossible for a man to live inside a well for three days. It's also scientifically impossible for a man to walk on water. It's also scientifically impossible for an ocean to open wide and a group to cross on dry land. It's impossible, scientifically impossible for a virgin to have a baby. You know, these things show who God is and the power of a living God in our lives. Hallelujah. You may think you're surrounded. You may think there's no way out. But I want you to know you're in the hand of a living God who's greater than any circumstance or problem. You're in the hand of God. Hallelujah. Forgive me for getting excited. Hallelujah. You are an overcomer. That's what we're going to talk about. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. That word more than is just kind of haunting me this week more than we know what I'm just happy to be a conqueror. You know what God says you are? His words are this. You are more than a conqueror. Well you don't know the problems I'm going through. Hush up. Quit being a wimpy Christian and recognize you are more than a conqueror. Amen. Turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 37. I love this verse. It's real simple. You guys can probably quote it by memory, but it says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. Father, I pray that you would add your blessing, Lord, to this word, that you would help your servant. Lord, help me to accomplish Lord, would you have laid on my heart, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. This week has been one of those challenging weeks that sometimes pastors go through. And uh, I know some of you don't think that pastors go through real problems, you know? Well, you're right. We don't go through real problems. It's kind of great to be able to walk around and kind of glow in the dark. You know, if I come up to a traffic light, it just turns green for me. We go through, real pro- this is one of those weeks, you know. Uh, we've been trying for three or four weeks to get the air conditioners fixed, and I've called out two companies they are like, nothing we can do. And then, you know, you need to get a new one, and, you know, it's going to be about $6,500, and actually you need two of them. And, and you know, and, and the poor kids back there, they're sweating. They're hot, and Kim and Chris are... You know fanning themselves, and I'm like, boy, pressure, you know not only that, but you know you've got we've got uh, some exciting things coming up, but boy, there's a stress of trying to make sure we cover everything and uh, you know that we move the church forward, and there's always family issues. I know none of you have family issues, but sometimes pastors do, and uh not with my wife, my wife is wonderful, in fact, I was kinda yeah. I was kind of complaining and moaning a while back and uh, being real negative and just frustrated and just, I I know you can't see me as being negative, but I was being negative, and my wife was being real encouraging. She said, Nate, stop it. You need to listen to your own messages. I'm like, yeah, I, I really do. And then I'm looking at the message for today. You're more than a conqueror. Wow, how do you preach that? You know, the enemy comes against us And tries to blind us to who God really is in our lives. And there are situations that we confront, that that we go through, that we experience. Because God wants to do a redeeming work in our life. You know, it's through the crucible, the grinding of life and those challenges that we become men and women forged into steel of character. And sometimes God will use a situation that we think is is terrible and God will turn it around. He will have a purpose for it. That's what Paul was saying, that we have a purpose even in the challenges that we have. God is with us and he will help us to conquer those things. And so we are more than conquerors. And whatever it is you may be going through today, uh, I want you to know you're more than an overcomer. I want you to write this down or memorize it, or or I want you to say this with me. With Christ, you are an overcomer. Not you will be. Positionally, this is who you are right now. You are an overcomer. In fact, the word says you're more than a conqueror. This is who you are. This is how God sees us. Let's look at verse 31 of Romans chapter 8. It says, if God is for us, hear me. I want you to know God is for you. God is not against you. God is not trying to strike you down with some lightning bolt, make you into some type of crispy critter. God is for us. In fact, another translation I like better, it says the word since God is for us. Since God is for us, who can be against us? Who is it that can come against you, child of God, daughter of God, son of God? No one. And then Paul really kind of lays it out and explains what he just said in verse 32. He says, he, talking of God, who did not spare his own son. I don't know about you. I don't know if I could do this, but God did it because of his love for you. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for you and for me. Say it. God gave up his son for you. How will he not also along with him graciously, listen to this, give us all things. You think you're powerless? You think that situation or circumstance that you're going through has has got the best of you? How big is your faith if God would not spare his son but will give us all things? thats kind of line, lines up with 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, his divine power has given us all things to be successful in the godly walk. I'm just, just filled to overflowing, to just thinking of this fact that God loves you enough that he was willing to give up his son so that whatever you're going through, whatever your need is, whatever resource needs to be applied to your life, it is yours. You think he would give up his son and then hold back from you and be stingy? I'm not talking about money here. I'm talking about whatever strength you need, whatever healing you need, whatever it is in your life, God paid the ultimate price so that you would be the benefactor of that. I I just lights my fire. It really does. Look at the next verse. We see in verse 35, he gives us seven different obstacles. Now, many of you are here this morning, and you're going to be able to relate to at least one of these seven obstacles. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You, You think he forsakes you? You know, God is absolute, as we talked about last week. He is absolute in faithfulness. Notice this way: Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, shall any of those things separate us from God's love? No. I want us to look at, you know, trouble and hardship. Some of you are experiencing trouble and hardship this morning. Some of you are going through some challenges that you don't understand. You may be fighting depression. You may, you may not have what it takes to meet a bill. Whatever it is, you're going through trouble. You're experiencing hardship you know, or persecution. October 3rd was bring your Bible to school day. I imagine a number of middle schoolers and, and high schoolers carrying their Bible got ridiculed. Uh, There may be young college students who have decided to, to live their life as a virgin until they get married, and their friends don't understand, are you crazy? How do you do that? And they're persecuted. It could be you're here and you're a businessman or a businesswoman, and you've left a, a very profitable deal on the table because you don't want to compromise your integrity. You want to thing, do things right and holy and above board before the Lord. Guess what? Today, you're going to be persecuted. Now, famine and nakedness, I think we are blessed in America. You know, a paper boy makes more than 80% of the world. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard for us to understand what famine or nakedness is, but many of us may be going through a famine financially. There's more month than there is money or danger or sword. I I see this this morning that maybe some of you here and you're going through some health issues, health problems, and unless God does a miracle, you're going to experience long-term pain or even it's going to not transition well in your life. Shall any of these separate us from the love of Christ? Well, verse 37 says a resounding no in all these things. We're more than conquerors in all these things. You're an overcomer through our strength. No, look at the rest of the verse. It says through him who loved us, it's his power his strength. It's he who will see you through every... You know, if God's for you, who can be against you? When are we going to stand up and say, I'm more than a conqueror? I may be surrounded. God is surrounding me. It may look hopeless on the outside, but I got a God on the inside who's full of hope, who's full of strength, who's full of power. And it's through him... That we will be victorious. I want us to look at what the, the Greek says here. The Greek word here is Nikeo. Nikeo. Say Nikeo. Nikeo. You can remember this because it's where Nike got its word. Every time you put on a pair of Nike tennis shoes, they took a derivative of this word Nikeo, which means winner. It means victor. But this is not the word that is used in this verse 37. It's hooper Nikeo. This is the word that's used here, not just Nikeo. He is saying we are more than. And that's what hooper Nikeo. It means to vanquish beyond recognition to gain a decisive, unprecedented victory like no one else. It's not even close. In fact, your enemy does not even want to play against you. And like I said earlier, Christians really don't know who they are in Christ. I I think of Moses, who is, God has just done a great victory. They're fleeing Egypt call that's where we get the exodus from they are exiting quickly and pharaoh gets you know he gets a change of mind a change of heart and he decides to go get these former slaves and the bible says and god directed them god directed them to the red sea look it up for yourself god led them to the Red Sea. Some of you feel just like that. You, you're following God and it suddenly feels like you are, you've are you come to a dead end. God has led you to a dead end? Are you kidding me? This is what happened to, to Moses and the children of Israel. They were led to the Red Sea, dead end, cul-de-sac. There's no way out. To the north are the, are the fortresses of, of Egypt. To the south is the great desert. And, and so they are headed to a dead end. It's the Red Sea. Sometimes God leads us to a Red Sea because you're an overcomer and you need some things to overcome. We don't like to overcome things. We don't like obstacles. We don't like problems. We just want the reward of overcoming. And some of you are at the Red Sea. Don't forget God parts Red Seas. He can do those things that are scientifically impossible. That's right. Let people make fun of the Bible, make fun of the, it can't be done. That's impossible. That's right. You're right. Only God can do those things and he will do those things. Why? If he spared not his son, why would he not see you through a circumstance or problem or situation that you're experiencing And some of you right now, listen to me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In your situation, you're facing the Red Sea, whatever it is. Hear me, child of God, that water will split right open. And the great thing, God did a miracle. They went through on dry land. And the thing that was chasing them, Pharaoh, was destroyed, demolished in the Red Sea. And you never hear of Pharaoh again. Whatever it is that's chasing you, that's trying to destroy you, God will take care of it and you won't have to worry again. That's why the Bible says he gives the righteous sleep. Look, you don't need to be up pacing the floor at night. The Lord will give you sleep. He's got your back. He has already taken care of your problem. You may not see it, but it's a done deal in heaven some of you you're about bankrupt on faith the devil's just whooped up on you and you're almost giving up on god i hope this message will challenge you and that you will hear how powerful a god is that loves you Hooper nikea you will win when you put your trust in a living god amen but i'm not trying to say that you're not going to have problems God didn't promise a rose garden. In fact, John sixteen thirty three says this, in this world, you will have trouble. You can't be an overcomer unless you have something to overcome. For you to be an overcomer, there needs to be something to overcome. I don't know if we thought about that, but it could be that what you're going through right now, God's already worked it out. You're, already, you're more than a conqueror. It's done, but you just haven't experienced it yet. Pastor, I'm just an ordinary Christian. Look, there's no ordinary Christians. You are a spirit filled overcomer. And that's what he's saying in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart, be encouraged. Who is saying this? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for you. He's saying, for I have overcome the world. So there are two things that I want you to see. And I want us to look at a verse in Revelation. Revelation chapter 12 gives us two ingredients. Revelation 12, says, and they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Two things that we see there in this verse. This is how you overcome the devil. Number one, you're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb. Who is the lamb? Jesus Christ. He died and shed his blood for you. It's through the power of the blood that scripture says that we are forgiven. It's through the power of the blood that scripture says that we have access to the throne, the very throne room of God. It's through the power of the blood that we are redeemed from an empty life. Our life is full because of what happened at Calvary. We have been redeemed. It's what Jesus did. He shed his blood. Number two, you are an overcomer by the words of your testimony. What does that mean? Well, it's your testimony. It's your experience. It's what God has done in and through you. you. know, There was a young boy who went to visit his brothers and he came upon, you know, a scene where this giant was touting against the armies of Israel. He went to the king. He said, King, I can fight this giant for you. King Saul said, how cute. Go back and tend your sheep. He said, you don't understand. I want you to hear, look, when a lion attacked my sheep, my Lord gave me victory over the lion. When the bear came against my sheep, I want you to know God surrendered that bear and I was able to kill it. And the same God that delivered that bear and that lion into my hands is the same God that will deliver that giant, that Philistine into my hands. You guys are, your knees are shaking around here. You see that you seem to think that he is too big to beat. I want you to know he's too big to miss. So give me a stone and step back out of the way and watch what God will do through me. It's Supernakea through our testimony, some of you need to be David's and, and trust God. The Lord will be with you and direct you. So you need to internalize this. You need to hear what I'm saying this morning. Listen to me. This isn't something that's going to happen. Well, boy, when I get through this situation or I get back on my feet or, you know, when everything lines up just right, well, then I'll be able to be used of God and break free from this. No, you need to recognize that you and God are a majority. Nothing is too great for him. There's a giant that you're facing this morning. Listen to me. And you may not even think that you can accomplish it. But with God and through the power of him, you will be an overcomer. You need to know that this morning. I want to encourage you. There's two ways to fight as I'm closing. Number one. You will fight with a conquering attitude. We have too many Christians, and I kind of alluded this to a bit earlier, that have this victim mentality. Oh, look how the devil is whipping up on me. Look what's happening in my life. Look how I'm just, I'm such a victim. I can never be used of God. I, I, boy, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. And, and, and you walk around with a victim mentality. We need to be careful of that. They lose the battle in their mind. Hear me this morning. Before they ever fight the first battle, they are already defeated. Listen, you're not going to do that this morning. You're an overcomer. You're more. You're a faith-filled. Listen, faith-filled attitudes lead to faith-filled actions. Godly beliefs lead to godly behavior you're an overcomer because of the word of God that's resonant in your life because of the blood of the lamb because the witness of your testimony second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says this the Bible says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought we take captive every thought we take captive every thought to make it obedient in Christ listen some of you rage an argument inside your your mind your mind is just like uh, things happen you fight arguments that aren't even happening Well, if if that person says this, I'm going to do this. And if I do this, they're going to do that. And, And none of that ever happens. You get worked up over nothing. You get angry over nothing. It's a battle in your mind. The Bible says that we need to take captive. He's going to help us demolish those arguments. You need to understand that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's he that's going to give you the wisdom. It's he that's going to give you the patience. It's he that's going to give you the strategy to face that person that's driving you crazy, to accomplish that task that needs to be done, that seems insurmountable. You know, you may say, well, I don't have very much faith. The Bible says if you just have the faith of a mustard seed, if you just have the existence of faith, you can say into this mountain, be cast into the sea will happen. We beat ourselves up. Sometimes we live like Christian atheists. But I want you—I want to encourage you today. Listen to me. There's nothing impossible for God, and God may allow the situation to come into your life for a purpose. Well, what, how could God get glory out of that? Because God may take the situation. And as he does a miracle by parting that Red Sea, it will resonate through your family. The people will see it, that you work with, and they will recognize that you have overcome something. It will create a legacy in your life, a list of things that God has accomplished. I could write books on what God has done in my life. Psalm 1829. In your strength, Lord, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. Listen, there's no wall that will stop you from accomplishing what God wants to do in and through your life. No wall. I can scale a wall. I'm going over the top. There is no limitation. With God on my side, in your strength, I can crush an army. Some of you have a stronghold that's gripping you. You can't break free. I want you to know God has equipped you with divine power to have victory over whatever it is that the devil is trying to throw at you. You need to allow your words to begin to speak victory, to speak who you are in Christ. I'm not talking about just claim it, but you need to walk with a positive attitude walking victoriously, knowing in faith that God has already accomplished it. It's already been completed. It's already done. You see, we're not destroyed. You're more than a conqueror with every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I thank you for this word. Father, remind us, help us, Lord, to to remember how great you are. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your trust but you're hoping God. Lord, so many things distract us from who you are. And Lord, you are the one who lives inside of us. We're like jars of clay. Your power is resonant within us to help us to confront these challenges. You see, this is how we fight our battles. It may look like we're surrounded, but really we're surrounded by you. Nothing can touch us. Nothing can harm us. We thank you for what you're doing. Hallelujah.